Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. I don't know why I'm more irritable with the kids. Mm-hmm. And she must have been 40, 42, quite young. And I said, well, maybe it's a hormonal bit paranoid. She's like, oh, there's no way. <laughs> the kids would just be really annoying. Welcome back to another episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast. I, as always, love to bring the new angles and vibrancy into this space of menopause. This is what this podcast is all about, as you know. And I am absolutely delighted today that I get to bring to you the amazing Sophie Fletcher. Now, Sophie is, and you're very welcome to be here, Sophie. Sophie is a clinical hypnotherapist, very well respected in her field of practice. She is a best-selling author in the women's health space with Mindful Mama, Mindful Hypnobirthing and Mindful Menopause. So now we can see the connection as to why we need to have Sophie in our lives, ladies. Sophie has over 15 years of experience in helping people to change their life through harnessing their true power in the hormonal transitions from birth to motherhood and into menopause. So I cannot wait to dive into this one. I have so many questions and I know from each of you out there that have reached out to me before this episode was recorded that you also have questions that you want to ask. So Sophie, let's just get a little overview on you. If you feel comfortable, let's get you introduced to these amazing ladies listening to you today. I'm really happy to be here and um, I'm just so excited about this because not enough people are talking about what hypnotherapy can do for menopause. I absolutely hear you on that. Give us a little overview as to why. Why have you managed then to transition through the kind of starting off with your mindful mama, then mindful hypnobirthing? Where has then the transition to menopause come through for you? Going way, way, way back. I was working um, as a strategic policy advisor in economic development and culture, um, far on a career path, far removed from anything that I'm doing now. And I had a very difficult first birth with terrible anxiety. And then I came across hypnobirthing and I listened to hypnotherapy tracks and read some books in preparation for my second birth. And it blew my mind. It was incredible. I had never thought about what hypnosis was. I thought it was all this top hat, swinging watches, someone controlling your mind, you know, theatrical. Um, and it's not like that at all. It is just a secret that shouldn't be kept about how our minds work and how we have the power to control our experiences based on our thinking. So hypnobirthing just blew my mind. And I went on to train as a clinical hypnotherapist afterwards. I wanted to specialise in birthing initially. So I trained in lots of different approaches to uh, mindset tools for birthing. And this is management over pain, choice, things like that. It's how we get into our soothing systems, but using really quick, rapid techniques to do that imagery. It's, it's really playful and creative. And I did that for a very, very long time. So I was in my early 30s when I, I was 31 when I had my second child. But I worked as a therapist as well. And I never really made the connection between the demographic of my clients Mm -hmm. and 
what they were presenting with. I just saw the client as they came in. But then one day in my late 30s, early 40s, something clicked. And I thought, oh my gosh, all these women are perimenopausal. And it was consistently weight loss, struggle sleeping, difficulty with relationships, sudden onset phobia and anxiety, particularly around driving. I mean, they were really niche things. And and I realised at that point, because I was probably in my late 30s, early 40s, starting to get some perimenopausal symptoms myself, but not, I would never have realised what they were un, until I made that connection. Mm. And then I would see people coming in in their kind of 50s and saying, well, I'm struggling with my joints, I'm struggling with weight. And I think, oh my gosh, if you came to me 10 years earlier, we mm-hmm. could have adjusted habits and behaviours. I'm not a nutritionist, so I won't tell you what the right things to eat are, but I'll tell you how to unconsciously create those habits around maintaining those behaviours. So there is a very subtle difference. I'm very passionate about menopause planning, which is not a thing, but we can talk about that because I think it should be a thing. And then, yeah, I put in place, I started changing and adapting my practice so that if someone came to me for weight loss, my approach would not be traditional weight loss work. It would be, how are you sleeping? Mm. So I go from a completely different direction and I'd work on the aspects of sleep because that can have a knock on effect with weight, as we know, in menopause. And the the approach is slightly different as well um, to everything that I work with. But I'm so interested in the brain in these hormonal stages and what our brain is doing, because it's just a gear change. It's transitioning to the next stage in your life. And so with early motherhood, for example, there's a part of the brain that actually gets bigger while you're learning your baby's cues and how to communicate with your baby then gets smaller once you've learned those cues. I mean, that's incredible. And that goes on in menopause as well. We have all these shifts and changes from what isn't so important in our lives to where our brains need to focus Mm -hmm. and where we need to be. So there's all sorts of tools and techniques that you can learn to preserve grey matter, um, to improve memory, um, but also in those other areas that we really struggle with in perimenopause and menopause. So you've mentioned so much there that I'm just like, oh my God, what can we ask you first? (laughs) But I think with, I share your same love for the brain. I think it's absolutely phenomenal how the brain will change, you know, the, the kind of synapses, the connections, the neural pathways that we create, that we lose, that we adjust. It's just phenomenal. So mm-hmm. as the kind of space then where you are in, um, and thank you for sharing your, your kind of journey with us, because I think it's very powerful that you've naturally gravitated towards where you've seen that there's been a problem, where you've seen that there's been gaps and, and really moved into there. So with the kind of space of clinical hypnotherapist, Tell us a little bit about what does that actually entail? So for those of us that are listening to it thinking, oh gosh, yeah, I kind of think I know what hypnotherapy is and someone's just going to say a few things and I'm going to fall asleep and then I'm going to resolve all my problems. (laughs) So tell us a bit about what is hypnotherapy? Hypnotherapy is um, a therapeutic approach. I would say there are two different images that come into my mind when I think of hypnotherapy and hypnosis and this is probably the same for most 
a lot of people. The first one is the theatrical stuff, the stage stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've been to Darren Brown shows. I know exactly what he's doing and how he's doing it. And I, I don't watch Darren Brown. I listen to Darren Brown and I watch the audience because I like to see how they're responding to what he's doing mm-hmm. and how it, what, what he, how he's working. But yeah, um, so theatrical hypnosis, which is entertainment. Um, and there's also having someone speaking to you while you go into trance. That's another image I think that is, I think most people would have would have in their minds if they thought about hypnosis or hypnotherapy. There is definitely the theatrical side and it's good fun and it is entertaining, but it is entertainment. Then there is the therapeutic side, which is very, very different. And it's, it's not all lying in trance. And it's very interesting. Hypnotherapy is a therapy of language. Most hypnotherapists I know are extremely deft with linguistics and language. Mm. So they're very playful with language. How we, how we speak as a hypnotherapist is we, we change syntax, we move sentences around, we, we're aware of very literal responses. So we listen in to what the client is saying mm-hmm. and we watch their unconscious body language. So it's like learning a language for the therapist. Often a lot of the work that I do with people is done within 15 minutes of them coming through my door. Yeah. And then I will do, I will often do um, suggestion therapy, which is now close your eyes and relax because that's an expectation. And if people expect that in mm-hmm. a hypnotherapy session mm-hmm. and I don't give that to them, they are going to think that's not good. It's not worked. I haven't done my job properly. Mm-hmm. And then the therapy may not work as well. So hypnotherapy is also a therapy of expectation and belief. You have to believe in the power of your mind. And I often say it's like an ethical placebo. Yes. So if, you, if you're given a placebo by a doctor, we all know the studies around that and mm-hmm. how well placebos work. Yeah. Um, but they will give you the placebo without you knowing about it. With hypnotherapy, you know you're coming to see me because I'm going to change something physically in your body through the power of your mind. So that's it. We're just utilising the the placebo pathway um, in a very conscious way, but working unconsciously as well. Yeah, that makes sense. It does. I honestly, I love, I love this realm. I love this space. And as you know, I'm very big into things like the universal energies, the connections with ourselves, our body, our mind, and we can literally change Mm. our health and well-being through one thought process at a time. So whether we manifest that we are actually feeling something whether that's a a positive or a negative yeah the ailments the pain the Mm non-mobility we can actually manifest Mm -hmm. that through thought alone we can change that through our thoughts as well and I think that's what I love about this space. We absolutely can. And I, I, I sometimes worry about the term manifest because I think people think that's a bit woo. Yes. Because <laughs> so if, if, if I'm working with pain management, for example, um, we have acute pain because it's a message from our body. But mm-hmm. often acute pain can, um, the actual need for having an alert system falls away and we're left with, ongoing pain which is Mm. like an echo of that Mm. and so with hypnotherapy what you would do is not it's not manifesting a pain 
free experience it's actually changing your relationship to that experience so I don't often use the word pain I use sensation so you change your relationship to what that is rather than manifesting something out of the ether it's yes looking at how your brain works and how you can use your brain to change your physical experience. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's so powerful. It really, really is. And probably just a side topic to this, but do you do a lot within the kind of positive psychology space of, you know, gratitudes and where are we feeling that we're, yeah, yeah, feeling full of heart and very blessed. Gratitude is really well evidenced to change our experience day to day. I mean, from a very young age, from when my kids were young, at the end of every day, I would say, okay, tell me what was difficult for you today. So I let them dump any Mm. any rubbish Mm. and then I say now tell me three tell me three things that were really great today and it might be a really tiny thing but from when they were very because it changes its brain we know that it does do that Mm -hmm. and it's also about how your brain filters information if you don't see the good things around you that are happening you don't experience them or you don't experience them you don't see them it goes into this cycle Mm -hmm. and when I have people come and see me often I might say to them things like and this is this is linked to gratitude Mm -hmm. because it's about awareness of of what you are capable of and what's good in your life and if I say to people so how would you want to be if you were free of this problem and they'll say well I don't want to feel like this and I don't want to feel like that and I say no no no, not not what you don't want to feel what do you want to feel so some people are not in that positive space at all and just getting them from one place to the other Mm. and then you work on the gratitude and the and the positive psychology so one of the things I do it's in my book actually Mm -hmm. it's a positivity prescription or happiness prescription and people who come to see me who I know think that way a little bit I'll say just just for this week I want you to stop every day and notice what you do well, what's good. Mm-hmm. And if you hear yourself saying, oh, I don't want to do that, or I don't, stop and change it and ask you what, ask yourself what you could do, what you are capable of, just for a week yeah. and then come back. Yeah. And when they come back, we, we talk about how different their week's been. And, oh, my gosh, in just a week, you can see remarkable changes from something like that. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. And those that are listening to this that have been inside my world for a a while will know that one of the core three pillars within my reclamation formula, one of the biggest pillars is mind. And that's where as a certified positive psychology coach, I pull a lot of that in as a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator. We do a lot between the breath, the mind connection, Mm. the power of thought, it is the power of thought. And it's not so much mm. bringing in um, positive negativity where we can almost, you know, toxic positivity, as some would call it, where we mm. have to feel vibrant and happy with every situation. It's not so much that. It's more like you've said, the three good things mm. practice is a really proven practice that I use a lot inside our mm. space. And I think what's beautiful with all of this is we almost see within the space of menopause that just thinking about the weight loss reference that you made I actually done a bit of a a study myself inside my own business to see how many women reach out for key themes and topics and 97% of the conversations that I have had over the last two years showed me that 97% of conversations were about I want to lose weight I don't 
don't recognize my body yes. anymore. I've got this menopause belly. I'm bigger in my clothing or I've gained a lot and my confidence is gone. So this is where we get to really support through more than just it has a place when we think about nutrition and movement and all these things they absolutely do mm-hmm. the science of the body and the energy equation we need to know that but this is where mm-hmm. the mind you know I always come back into this space this is where the mind is such a powerful mm-hmm. powerful tool for us so I'd love to dive mm-hmm. into this a little bit deeper with you and this is just taking me into the space of where we're coaching and, and training up our cohort just now with the current menopause support coach certification intake We've just landed the coaching session for them. So the study session around alternative therapies. And when I'm educating in the space of how we can care within menopause, it is very much around the three steps within the reclamation formula, but also hormone replacement therapy, what it is, what it looks like, what that lady may experience when she's using it, how it's applied to the body, for awareness, Mm -hmm. not for prescribing. Mm -hmm. We then also will look at what alternative therapy routes do we have available for women who choose not to top up hormones. It's all empowerment Mm -hmm. and choice. It's what we love about this liberation of life. And also those that choose that they can't. So those that potentially can't replace those hormones. The question Mm -hmm. in all of this is, hypnotherapy and being in that hypnosis space comes out as one of the recommended alternative therapy routes. Mm. One, would you agree with that? And two, what would that look like? First of all, I I have never called hypnotherapy alternative. So it's complementary. There is a real division in the menopause community at the moment between HRT or not taking HRT. Oh, yeah. Um, which is such a shame. I think even mm. and Davina did a post recently because she was mm. feeling the heat a little bit, I think, and did a post around complementary therapies. Mm. Um, because not all women can take HRT, but mm-hmm. also just because you take HRT does not mean you have to stop exercising, stop eating healthily Correct. Um, yeah. and doing all those things which we know support brain and body health during menopause. Yes. In fact, so, it's, it's proven um, that your HRT actually works way more effectively and efficiently when your foundations yes. are strong. So yeah, it's not a magic bullet. Just exactly. To patch on. Every doctor I speak to says the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and are inc- I know that there are a lot of du- doctors in this space who are increasingly frustrated by the focus on HRT um, and the celebrity pushes towards HRT mm. when actually the evidence is um, that it's very different for a lot of women and you do have to have these foundations in place. Yes. Um, and so I feel that sometimes therapies that can be really helpful are being drowned out of Mm. the menopause space. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it is about complementary for me. Um, And my, my personal experience is I've never taken hormones, not even Mm. the pill. Interesting. Yes. I'm Um, the opposite to you. So this is interesting. (laughs) I listened to my body quite, quite a lot and I just, it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, and, but that is not to say I never would. Yeah, not, and this no, is the beauty. I, it's it's never know, a justification, is it? It's more that I, I was empowered yeah. in my space to make my choice. Yes, I'm 50 in March. I'm definitely perimenopausal. I have considered mm-hmm. taking hormones, mm-hmm. um, but I don't feel I'm at that point because if I get to a point where I'm struggling with something, I will always try 
a complementary therapy first. And if that helps me, mm-hmm. then I'll, I won't take, but if that isn't enough, mm-hmm. then I would consider going on to HRT, but I wouldn't give up the complementary therapy as well. No, and I, I think so, there's that, like so, you say, it's complementary. It's not that it's one or the other. It's, it's definitely a, yeah. oh, it's, you know, just side topic from this now. And you can feel free to say Adele, I do not want to answer that. But the, <laughs> if you feel, if you feel open to this, there's the whole con- misconception as well, I think, around that when I speak with women, I do make that disclaimer that I chose and have chosen to top up my own hormones through early perimenopause at 36. Now, my reasoning behind that was on the basis of my grandma actually passed from Alzheimer's, dementia. We have heart disease mm-hmm. in the family and we appreciate that because I was 36, I'm very, very young for my estrogen levels to take such a drop that the knowledge and understanding I had, it wasn't so much about the symptoms, the symptoms, some of them were horrendous, wasn't so much about the here and the now, it was about the Adele's body in her 50s, 60s, 70s and beyond. So just reiterating to anyone listening to this right now thinking, yeah, I'm totally 100% with Sophie or 100% with Adele or in between this is actually about what's right for you, your body, and knowing that yeah. no alternative therapy or complementary therapy will be able to replicate or top up the missing hormones. So we cannot do that through yeah. sage. We cannot do that through black cohosh. We cannot do that through yeah. hypnotherapy. If we want to top mm-hmm. up the missing estrogen or progesterone or testosterone, you yeah. have to do that through hormone replacement or menopause hormone therapy absolutely 100% and obviously in your case Mm -hmm. the evidence is yes in taking um HRT yes because it's preventative yes um and and even I've got a friend who had um an early menopause and I actually have said to her you know the evidence shows and she won't take HRT Mm -hmm. and I have showed her the evidence yeah it's the beauty of choice and the other thing certainly with hypnotherapy Mm -hmm. is it works with choice because Mm -hmm. mentally if we're in a space where we're feeling anxious stressed overwhelmed and our fight or flight or stress systems are activated um it's harder for us to make choices that are right for us yes and we're more open to suggestions from other people um, and this is particularly true of those who are going through hormonal change. So it's the same with birth, mm. early motherhood, and it's the same with menopause. You are much more capable of making well-balanced, appropriate choices for your own um, health when you are in um, your soothing system, mm. when yes. you have the capacity to do that. When we're in a stress system, just get brain fog it's Mm -hmm. really hard to make the decisions that Mm -hmm. that matter to you so um I think that's a really underestimated um Mm. um, benefit of any psychological therapy is that it helps support your soothing system so you're able to um use your mind to make the choices that are right for you to explore those rather than being in oh I can't think straight I'm just gonna do that absolutely the overwhelm right it just kind of hits us and we just think well yeah the overwhelm I don't know what to do that's actually one of the first aspects that of of perimenopause that Mm -hmm. I saw saw in all of my friends was 
oh, the kids are really winding me up. And I remember one friend saying to me, I said, I don't know why I'm more irritable with the kids. Mm-hmm. And she must have been 40, 42, quite young. And I said, well, maybe it's maybe it's a bit, bit, a bit hormonal, a bit paranormal. She's like, oh, it's no way. <laughs> the kids would just be really annoying. Mm-hmm. And so I could see this happening in a lot of my friends. Very, mm-hmm. And those, for me, overwhelm and irritability was one of the first, first kind of real signs out external signs yeah and you can learn lots of tools to manage that of course I love that oh well maybe we should dive into that then so what um would you recommend in terms of some insight if we were to think about obviously to go through some form of hypnotherapy or to 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 really experience this we would need to be guided through some of these practices with yourself for example with a clinical yeah. hypnotherapist but what can the listeners here today thinking well actually I'm intrigued I'd like to know more about this where can they maybe start with this before they start jumping straight into booking sessions there are two different approaches to be aware of so the first is where you're tackling certain things so for example if someone's really struggling with hot flushes um, and hot flushes amazing evidence base mm. over nearly 80 percent of women experience um, a reduction in hot flushes with hypnotherapy amazing and not many people know that. that's not a stat I've heard um, it's because we're working with your stress system and the soothing system so obviously if you're learning techniques to reduce mm-hmm. um, stress and anxiety it's improving hot flushes so first of all it's it's targeted approaches to certain things so that might be hip- weight loss or it might be anxiety it might be sleep it might be hot flushes so you can have a targeted hypnosis and learning Mm self-hypnosis as well but there's also ongoing what I call maintenance mindset yeah and and that is doing something regularly every single day to de-stress um and, and also learning the self-hypnosis so you can use imagery yourself without having to go to a hypnotherapist. Um, and mindfulness as well. I, I practice mindfulness. Um, I, I meditate. I do yoga. Um, so those other therapies as well mm. are really helpful. And I think mindfulness and meditation is brilliant for perimenopause. It's not suitable for every everyone. Mm-hmm. Med- meditation can be certainly quite difficult for people who are neurodivergent. Mm-hmm but it can be learned. And I actually have, and I learned this from being a new parent because I um, struggled to meditate and I have very lovely short mindfulness techniques. You can just, you know, use the word scatter like confetti. And and I love that term scatter like confetti through your daily busy life Mm -hmm. and which makes an enormous difference. So there's, you know, you can go to a hypnotherapist Mm -hmm. and you can, but I would go to someone who understands what menopause is. There's a lot of people and and, and hypnotherapists included who Mm -hmm. are trying to get into the menopause workspace without properly understanding the difference in approaching menopause Mm. hypnosis. There are hypnotherapists out there who are really, who do understand it. So look for someone who knows, knows what they're doing, who's specialized in menopause um, and you can learn those specific techniques or go to them for a specific issue, but they can also teach you self-hypnosis mm-hmm. and how you can use it on a regular basis yourself. Um, if you are really cautious about going to a hypnotherapist mm-hmm. and thinking, oh, I'm not sure I really want to do that or feeling anxious about it, you can download some tracks or read my book. 
So it's got over 70 tools in there. My publisher was very, give me more tools, Sophie, give me more tools. <laughs> so I wrote, I wrote lots of tools for the book, but I really pushed my publisher for more tracks. So audio tracks, hypnosis tracks. Mm-hmm. And so there are seven, I think there are seven tracks or so that you can download as part of the book. But I'll say to your listeners, you can download them for free without buying the book. <laughs> so if you're really strapped for cash or you really don't want to shell, it, shell out, um, then if you go to penguin.co.uk forward slash mindful menopause, you can download some tracks for sleep, for health. I call it intuitive eating yes. <laughs> rather than weight loss because yeah. it's really about tuning your mind into to what's right for you during when menopause. Um, and there's one on hot flushes, all sorts of things. So you can have a go at listening to audio tracks, which are a big part of hypnosis for menopause. And also, if you've had a really busy day and you're thinking, I can't be bothered to do anything mm-hmm. like me, you just stick your headphones um, just before you go to bed and listen to a 20 minute track. And you've done something for that day that will make a difference yes. to, to, to you. I love so. that. Oh, well, listen, we will make sure that there is a link directly to your book. Okay. So we'll get that from you. And also the link that you have just shared with Penguin website for those downloads. We will pop those both into the show notes so that it's easy for you listening to this to just go in there and click right through. Maybe before we do start to wrap up, it would be good to appreciate and understand then where you've mentioned around um, self-hypnosis, mindfulness, meditation, you're absolutely spot on. It's not for everyone initially. And this is somewhere where Mm -hmm. as part of being inside my world, I have a non-negotiable for my ladies, which is self-cares every day. And it wraps that up into that space. (laughs) So a little insight for those of you listening Mm. to this thinking, well, what can I do if meditation isn't something I can manage? Because I maybe have a busy brain and part of meditation is helping Mm. ourselves switch off from that. So some top tips that I can add to this as well, just to kind of bolster on to what Sophie shared, is that self-care slot is your non-negotiable. Okay, You cannot change it. You cannot cancel it. It is there. It is in. It is not moving. And I want you to consider that this is your opportunity to either go out for 10 minutes is better than no minutes in the fresh air. When we are outside in the fresh air, we are stimulating our gut microbes. So this is a beautiful symphony that you create around your body and movement. If that's not something you feel able to do, then again, you are able to consider things like some short breath practices. And the Halo Active is a gorgeous in through the nose, out through the mouth. You want the in breath to be shorter than the outflow. And what this breath practice is designed to do, I'll demonstrate it in a moment so you can hear it. This breath practice is designed to actually really calm your central nervous system, bring yourself back to center and support with that flight or flight response. Okay, so this is the rest and digest that you are allowing your body to come back into. So again, if you find that you just need a moment for your self-care is taking a deep breath in through the nose, so it will go like this. And then out through the mouth. And emptying those lungs. And doing that maybe four times over initially, just to give yourself a moment, can be very 
very powerful for your whole entire body connection. And this is what we're looking for, right? And I know that Sophia will be inside this space with me around the inner connection with our body because we lose that throughout stressful days. So re-emphasizing that is a beauty. I'm a big believer in that. And I have a technique in my book, which is called the three, two, one, relax, relax, relax. So you breathe in to the count. So for people who've got busy minds, it gives them something to anchor in it. So you breathe in three, two, one, and out, relax, relax, relax. So the the, the relaxed relax, automatically lengthens that breath, but there is a track to the thing. The thing that hypnosis sort of gives that a t- different dimension to is you can condition your body to relax to the three, two, one, relax, relax, relax with the breath. So if you listen to the calm breath track on that download link, um, and use the breath as Adele has shown you. But add three, two, one, relax, relax, relax to it. Wherever you are, your unconscious mind will give you three, two, one, relax, relax, relax when it feels it needs that moment. So it just helps boost what Adele's just taught you. So powerful. And that's how hypnotherapy can work with other practitioners and other tools and techniques. So if if Del were to come to me with some techniques that she teaches, Mm. I might be able to say to her, well, hypnotherapy could just trigger that as an unconscious thing in this way. Yes. Do you know, this is opening up this whole world of possibilities of where the the intertwining of all of these self-care's practices and that mind pillar, you know, we've got so many inside that space that we teach our ladies to really in, embrace on a daily basis. And it does become that whole piece of connection with the body, both in the physical and that kind of metaphysical space of the mind. But I'm absolutely going to explore this even further with you because I've just, you know, so many ideas here to think we could dovetail so much with this. It's an amplifier. Yeah. That's, hypnosis is an amplifier, really. This is a very busy time of life for women. And the main conversations that I find I have with ladies are they're either, you know, in their careers, their mums, they're maybe looking after elderly parents. There's a lot of dynamic shifts within the housing or the home or the, the family environment and in that dynamics. And we can tend to brush off a lot of how we feel both in the emotional and the physical sense from, well, it's just it's just work is busy. It's just my business is. It's just my family life has. And we forget to allow for us to come through. So these practices are going to support you vastly. If you can listen, my invitation to each of you listening to this right now is to just listen, go back again, listen to this episode once over again, and take away one key learning and embed that into your next few days. Even if you can do the week like Sophie suggested, embed it into your days over the coming week and just feel into the shifts that you have in both your emotional and your physical being. And I'd just like to add is that I think um, what's really interesting is um, people assume that us who teach these techniques um, and who know them back to back inside out um Mm. 
do them 100% ourselves. Oh, God, no. Totally committed. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it, it is, if you, if you, it's about finding the time when you can. And some days and some weeks are going to be tough mm. and it is going to be harder mm-hmm. to do them. Um, and, and so, yeah, there are times when I forget, but I always kind of think, right, I have to get back on this. I have to do yes, this. Yes, and you know that it makes um, you feel better yeah, inside, I, right? It's, you just know that it's, it's yes, what works. So I am not one, 100% calm and no. you know, that's, but I am a lot, lot calmer than I was before I did this work. Yes. And I think that, that, that's what matters. It speaks volumes, so, doesn't it? You're, you're yeah. absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I mean, as much as, you know, as a, a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator, I will still not find that breathwork or journaling sometimes of what my body needs. So when I'm in a really, you know, and this happened to me just a few weeks ago when we traveled around Europe, we were in Belgium, there was a few things happening in private life that, you know, just kind of the central nervous system was just on fire. And this became a point where I went very introverted And the thought of doing breath work and the thought of doing journaling was actually just, I don't need that right now. It's going to trigger a lot more trauma. So that's not needed. And actually, sometimes we just have to gift ourselves a moment. I call it just be. Gift yourself a moment to just be. Just be relaxed. Just be very mindful. And there's a lot of techniques. I'm sure that, you know, you'll nod away to this, but even the body scan technique you know, being aware of the senses, the the, the kind of um, what are, and that this is a this is probably one actually that you'll you maybe teach this as well. But this is one that if I have a lady who has a very overactive imagination, then even going for a walk can stimulate too much. Yeah, there's too much thoughts that flow. So what we'll do is we'll concentrate, and this is quite a good one, and we will work our way back, and we will say, okay, what are, and I just do it from four because I find that if we go from the five senses, it gets too much. But what are four things that I can see right now? So we focus on that. Yeah. What four things can I see right now? It's a lamppost, a house, a tree, the sky. Yeah. So we're like, right, those are my four. What three things am I hearing right now? So we're kind of working our way down the face. So seeing and hearing. And it might be children screaming, it might be the, the cars going by, it might be a dog barking. So we're kind of focusing the elements and senses. And then we go into what can I smell, what can I taste? And it's allowing our body to just, as we're walking, focus on just four things, four senses. Yeah, it's just such a great technique. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do it, I do it slightly differently. It's actually a self-hypnosis induction. Oh, I love the way that. I do it. Okay. It's called the, it, it was written by someone called Betty Erickson mm-hmm. in the, her husband, Milton Erickson, was one of the most famous hypnotherapists. And it's slightly different. I call it the spotlight technique on the four awarenesses. But you can do it sitting down as well, but mm-hmm. looking straight ahead and rolling your eyes back as far as they can go and fixing them on a point in the ceiling. Okay. Um, and it, you use what's known as peripheral vision. Yeah. So you think of four things, you can, rather than four things in one go that you can see, mm. you think of four things you can see, feel, hear, smell. 
then three things you can see, feel, hear, smell. And at some t- point, the brain just goes, I can't do this. <laughs> at that point, when your eyes are getting tired, and it, you close your eyes and you just go to what is coming into your environment in that moment. Mm. And if your mind wanders, you just come back to breath breathing in, breathing out. And if your mind is busy having a a phrase like that, Mm -hmm. breathing in, Mm -hmm. breathing out, I can feel my tummy rumble. I can hear the traffic. And then your mind starts wondering, you say, breathing in, breathing out. So it's, it's, it's a muscle that you're training, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's very easy for people with busy brains Mm -hmm. without having to sit down and do a meditation. So it keeps your mind busy, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. it's, strengthening that muscle so yeah as a self-hypnosis technique it's fantastic for getting you into that space where you can start to use imagery yeah I love um, that it's a gateway into that as well it's it's where all of this is so interlinked isn't it oh Sophie I could talk to you forever right now and I am super appreciative of your life currency here today for the last half an hour or so talking to us thank you And thank you for being here, bringing all your abundance of energy and knowledge into this space. I have learned so much. So thank you for the listeners that are here. I'm not sure I can teach you anything. (laughs) Oh, yes, absolutely. I've loved it. Um, But for the listeners here today that are thinking, do you know what? I need more. I want to know more. Where can they find you? My website, sophiefletcher.co.uk. I'm very straightforward. I am on Instagram, Mm -hmm. but I'm um, I'm not as good at Instagram as you are. So um, I just post things fairly regularly on there, but people can DM me. What is your Instagram handle? Where's best to get you there? It's mindful underscore menopause. Amazing. So we will pop again the links to your website and direct into your Instagram in the show notes. So those of you interested in connecting with Sophie, go ahead and give her a follow and reach out with any questions that you may have. Sophie, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for being our guest expert on the space around hypnosis within menopause. And for those of you listening to this, again, take Sophie up on her offer if it feels good for you and aligned around downloading her meditations or even her guided um, practices on the Penguin website. And you have access to get her book as well. So go for glory. Start to experiment in this space and just feel at your best abundant self. For those of you that are not yet subscribed to the podcast, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button or follow along, whichever is best on your platform. You are going to get the episodes released a lot earlier. That is what we do for our VIP members. So go ahead and do that. And please do leave a review. If there's something that has come up for you in this episode that you want to share, we love to hear. So please do go ahead and leave your review and we will see you inside our next episode. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing. To help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. Because together we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.